0: and i guess you do need people around you to have your back i restricted the amount i was eating during the day and then at night i would feel super hungry
1: hi i'm tiana scappi and you're listening to my podcast a change of perspective where i talk all things health and fitness related you'll hear a range of unique perspectives from others every single week so sit back relax and try to take this all in Hey guys and welcome back to today's episode. Today I'm so excited because I'll be interviewing a very special guest, Cassie Slaney. She is a Melbourne-based nutritionist and practicing dietitian and in today's episode we cover all the basics around binge eating disorder and ways in which you can overcome it. Cassie has an amazing knowledge with this and has gone through some similar something similar in her past with emotional eating. So her insight is so helpful and I think you guys will really benefit and learn lots from today's episode. So without further ado, here is our episode and I hope you guys enjoy. Hi guys. So I've got Cassie on with me now and so we're going to start and tell us a bit about yourself and why you wanted to become a dietitian in the first place.
0: Hey, Tiana, thanks for having me here. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. Um, So I'm a major foodie and I love cooking and sharing new recipes with my friends, my family and my community on Instagram. Um, My day-to-day job is a nutritionist and a dietitian. So I work in a Melbourne-based hospital. Um, My role is actually outreach. So I get to visit people in their homes Um, and provide them with nutritional support there. Uh, I guess in my practice I really try to focus on mindful eating um, as a tool to help people to create a healthier relationship with food Um, and I'm really passionate about calling out diet culture and promoting a really inclusive um, eating pattern so that includes all foods and not, you know, over-restricting or following different diets and that kind of thing. Um, And, yeah, I guess I started to feel really passionate in this space in the last few years when I went through my own personal experience with emotional eating and binge eating, which is our topic today. Yeah, exactly. Um, In terms of, you know, why I wanted to become a dietitian, I think it first started... The spark first started when I was in high school so it was probably 15 or 16 and I was doing food technology as a subject and I realized how much I loved cooking and experimenting in the kitchen but I also figured out that I really loved to learn about um, you know different types of food what were they made up of um, the nutrition behind it and the biochemistry behind it all so I guess that's where my interest really sparked. In studying nutrition and then I went on after school to do my studies so that's basically um, back in back in high school I guess (laughs) I started to figure out um, you know a bit of where my passion lied. Oh that's great so as I've probably said
1: in the introduction so today we're going to be talking a lot about binge eating disorder and kind of how to honor your hunger signals and listen to your body. So that's what I'm going to focus all the questions on. And Cassie, obviously, as you guys know, has a lot of knowledge about this topic. So I'm really excited about that. So Cassie, can you please explain to the listeners what binging is and what can be classified
0: as binging? Yeah, definitely. I guess first, I just wanted to start off by saying, you know, binge eating can be confused with overeating at times so let's kind of tease that out a little bit first. So you know if we overeat in I guess different um situations, let's say it might be your a situation where you're celebrating something, you know, it might be your birthday or you might be on a holiday or you know might be catching up with friends on the weekend. Um, you know all of those things are really normal and natural parts of life and it is completely normal to overeat in those situations so to eat more food than what we usually do um, in our routine so I guess um, you know kind of thinking about that too that just because you've eaten more than what you usually eat in those kind of settings doesn't mean that you know you've just binged so that's really important to kind of um, think about before we get into the rest. Yeah.
1: You shouldn't feel guilty, especially like as if you're overeat, like at a special occasion or just some days in general, I
0: guess. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're not robot robotic and we're not, um, meant to eat the exact same thing every day. You know, we're human and, you know, our, our day-to-day life changes. So I guess, you know, it is important to have that flexible approach and if you do eat more at a certain meal, then, you know, um, I guess you don't, don't necessarily need to label that as binge eating. It might just be a normal and a natural part of, you know, the way that you've eaten for that occasion. Um, yeah, yeah exactly. so, yeah. yeah. I guess in terms of, you know, digging deep into what binge eating is or binge eating disorder, um you know it's when we really feel like we've got a loss of control over food and eating so there's that real sense of not having any control Um, and you get this really intense urge to need to eat this type of food so it's not necessarily that you want something it's like I need it now it's like an urgency almost like an emergency (laughs) um, situation that's what your brain is telling you um and you, sometimes it might be when we're hungry. It can also be when we're not hungry. So it can be in response to more of a psychological hunger. So something else that's triggered it, not actually physically being hungry. Um, and I guess, you know, it's eating a large quantity of food where you're past the point of feeling full. So you start to feel, you know, uncomfortable and, Get those kind of not nice tummy symptoms yes, exactly. um, yeah. and because you are feeling out of control you know it's you feel like you can't stop so you you really um feel like your actions are just in autopilot you know and you don't have control over that eating experience um, mm. I guess the other thing is which is different to overeating is afterwards, you know, you you start to feel these really negative emotions. So you might start to feel guilty about, you know, how much you've just eaten or the types of foods that you've just eaten. You might feel ashamed. You might kind of already immediately, you know, have these um really nasty thoughts about your body and feel like you're a lot bigger even though you're probably just feeling a bit bloated and Your size hasn't changed, but it does trigger these really negative emotional thoughts that we have about ourselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so we might start to see our body as being enormous and and that kind of thing. Um, I guess the other thing is we might also feel like we've failed, you know, if if it was someone who was trying to follow a diet and they've just broken that diet um, then they might start to feel like they've failed and a really kind of low self-esteem, you know, um, all of their confidence has just gone and, um, you really don't feel good about yourself. Yeah.
1: So what are some of the things that cause someone to form these binging habits?
0: Yeah. So I guess, you know, I really want to acknowledge that this is different for every person. Um, and oh, yeah, exactly. yeah. And usually it's multiple factors that are all put together. So you've got social factors, environmental factors, cultural factors. There's also um, genetic predisposition. So um, that's also something to consider. But I guess if we really break it down, um, you know, it, I guess it's, can be an impulse or a reaction to a negative emotion that you've just felt Um, you know you might feel really stressed or really anxious about something in particular or you might just in general feel like you've got really low self-esteem you know no confidence um, in yourself or you might just feel like everything's really going wrong in your life and you don't have control over everything else so again it comes back to that control you know, being put into the food. Um, I guess going back to, you know, how I mentioned dieting before. So when we start a diet and we kind of over-restrict food and start to deprive our bodies of, you know, nourishment, then we can be over-hungry, you know. Our bodies can kind of go into this mode where, where, you know, because we've deprived ourselves for so long, our body really thinks it is an emergency. So, you know, I said that it feels like an urgency for some people that they need this food right now. It's actually because their bodies are feeling that way when when you diet and when you really over-restrict certain foods.
1: Um, Yeah. I feel like with that as well, Like I can kind of relate because I used to, I don't think I'd say I dieted that much but I restricted the amount I was eating during the day and then at night I would feel super hungry but in my head it was kind of like oh well there's nothing that good I can eat during the day and tonight I'm having like Thai food or something so I want to save my appetite for tonight but then I ended Mm
0: -hmm.
1: up eating way too much and then I found that over the past year I've started make having bigger meals during the day and when it comes to night I just eat the same amount that I would normally eat during the day and I feel so much more satisfied and I can stop eating
0: yeah yeah you know and I guess that's also it, it was also like that psychological hunger for you because you, your body probably would have felt deprived from not having that much during the day you know and then cravings start to kick in and once we kind of start to reward our body with that food our brain lights up, you know, and it's kind of yeah. like, oh, give me more, give me more. So, you know, we it's also, I guess, um, so human to feel that way. And I guess acknowledging the fact that diets get, get you really caught up in this vicious cycle um, is really important to acknowledge so that, you know, people understand that sometimes, it's not that you failed, but the diet has failed you. So you're not the failure. It's got nothing to do with your willpower. Um, It's actually the fact that the diet was so restrictive or, you know, maybe it was like intermittent fasting. You could only eat certain times of the day. You weren't really honoring your hunger signals and, and things like that. And you were kind of depriving your body so much because of the diet that you end up binging. So I guess it is really important to, you know, also acknowledge that you're not the person that's failed. The diet has failed you in that kind of situation.
1: Yeah. And I also think it's important for people to like acknowledge that, like you said, it's not really their fault, but it can also be different for everyone because I know some people, they do intermittent fasting and it works for them. But if I were to try that, it would definitely not work for me because obviously like I wake up really early. So then I would not be eating like anywhere near enough for myself. So sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel like people need to also acknowledge that the diet that they're doing may not be working for them. And that's maybe what's causing their binging at night or during the day or whatever, whenever they binge.
0: Yeah. And I guess that comes down to comparison, doesn't it? It's so common to compare yourself to what your friends are doing, what your family's doing, like let's touch on social media, what, what the person you're following on social media is doing. And I guess you do really get, or you can really get caught up in trying to, you know, mirror that and, um, Eat according to other people's lifestyles, but everyone's an individual, and you know that's not necessarily going to suit you. And then you might get caught up in this diet cycle, and you know, and then into this cycle where you do binge. So, yeah, I that is really important to acknowledge that too that we're all individuals, and there's not a one size fits all in terms of eating and and you know, healthy eating patterns. It's really about finding what works for you. Yeah, exactly. So um,
1: how can we actually stop this from happening? Like what habits should we try to put in place to prevent this?
0: Yeah, definitely. I guess like first let's just touch on the fact that um, it might sound scary but this is actually part of disordered eating. So if you are hearing us talk about this today, And you feel like you do experience this, it's really important to know that you're not alone. It's so common. Um, But talking to someone can really help. And I guess if you are really stuck, um, then having that support, you know, talking to someone that you trust, reaching out for some support, because it's such a vicious cycle and, you know, you can feel like it's never going to end. And I guess you do need people around you to have your back and to guide you through that healing process you know um so for for those people who with what we're talking about it's really resonating um you know definitely keeps the conversations going um you know you can in terms of just picking up the phone you know there's a butterfly foundation helpline so i think they're um, open 8 a.m. to midnight, seven days a week. So they're they're pretty um available and you can chat to them about you know some of your maybe emotional triggers and things when it comes to eating. So it's a really safe space over the phone if you don't feel comfortable talking to your family and friends. Um, and then I guess there's also your your GP who can refer you on to um you know more of a supportive Um, team of health professionals too Um, but I guess you know going back to there's no one fits all approach to fix this it really depends on you know what are your core issues that are triggering you to eat this way um, and addressing those things are really important so you know I guess for us to even know what what the issues are First, we need to recognize how we're eating. So I guess tuning into our bodies and, you know, how we're eating is a really big part of um, the first few steps in, you know, overcoming binge eating or breaking the binge. Um, So really listening to our bodies, natural hunger cues, you know, recognizing times when we're eating because we're not hungry. And what are the reasons behind that? you know, that's going to be different for everybody. Um, and then really addressing the reasons behind that. So, um, you know, and that might sound really scary and confronting, but I guess until we kind of address those things, we're, we're not going to be able to move forward and, you know, make a positive change.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like one thing that I wish I did, like how you said at the start to go see someone is just, you know, opening up to the people around me and actually telling them because I think I kept it in for a long time. And even though I was struggling, I didn't really want to admit to that, like, you know, admit to the defeat. So I think it's super important. Like if I had just gone to someone or like spoken to someone, I think that I could have like started my like progress so much earlier in my journey but I guess you know you just have to find the confidence and hopefully one day you can try and reach out to those people who will help you a lot
0: yeah and I guess like there is a lot of stigma around talking about this and it's not a comfortable thing and you know it's really hard to open up about it so I guess open up about it with the people that you really trust you know that are not going to judge you um that you feel is a safe space that you can have these conversations with um you know that's really important I guess in terms of other practical things that you can do you know definitely if you're someone that's thinking about dieting or you have (laughs) have tried different diets um or you may be already stuck in that diet cycle you know ditching the diets so remove those food restrictions that you've been doing um, it's going to switch our body from that really overprotective starvation mode to going into just it's a regular mode um, we're going to stop overthinking about foods and you know it's also going to help to balance out our hormones and our uh, you know regulate our, regulate our hunger levels so we're not going to feel you know crazy hungry and cravings all the time um so i guess really ditching the diets and you know having an all foods fit approach exactly um that's really important and to like just starting to tune into your body you know are you feeling hungry what do you feel like eating what's going to satisfy you you know you see so many people um not you know trying to avoid to eat that chocolate that they really feel like. Oh you and tell me about it. They, you know, they go and they snack on these other foods and and you know they they just end up going back and eating the chocolate anyway because you know that's really what their body was needing and um that's what was going to satisfy them. So you know just just eat the chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I guess when you tune into your body and your hunger cues, then that can prevent overeating. So you're not going to be overeating these foods. So a lot of people are scared about, you know, if I do eat the chocolate, am I going to finish the whole block? So I guess later on, when we talk about, you know, hunger cues, we can go into that a bit more, I guess, in terms of like, other things, avoid skipping meals, you know, try to have a regular eating pattern throughout the day that's normal for you um, so that your hormone, you know, we've got hunger hormones so that they don't go all crazy and, you know, make you feel like you need to eat everything that you can see. Yeah. Um, so eating re- really regular kind of frequent meals is, is a good thing, a good practical thing that you can do. But I guess, like, kind of what we said before, becoming a bit more self-aware, you know, um, what are the things that might be triggering you to eat um, this way or to binge eat, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, And I feel like it's also important to touch on because I know that I, like, compared myself to a lot of people. If, like, I were to tell people, like, I eat chocolate probably, like, after dinner every night if I'm still, like, kind of hungry, like I want something sweet. And I don't think having like a couple pieces every now and then is bad at all. Like it's like no. you said, everything's in balance and you shouldn't feel too bad about it. Like if you cut that out, then obviously you're going to want it even more badly. So yeah, t- it's
0: like this reverse psychology. We want what we can't have, you know? Yeah, exactly. So dieting and cutting things out because of whatever reason we're doing it for like our brain tends to think about it even more and crave it even more. And You know, and then we feel like we're going crazy and we're out of control, but it's just because we're human and that's how we're made up and we're not supposed to be dieting for our whole lives. That's not why we were put here, you know, on this earth. Um, So, and definitely, like you said about the comparison, I think in terms of social media, having really positive um, people on there that you follow, you know, if you're going down your feed and you feel you know you're seeing images and you feel like they might be triggering you to want to change your body shape or you know to have to go on a diet because you don't look like they look you know just hit that unfollow button
1: because exactly
0: they are obviously not sending a positive message and you know that's really going to trigger you so I think it's also about um know only having a positive vibe on those different socials that you follow too
1: yeah it takes two seconds what to unfollow someone and it can change your life because I know that it's very easy to fall in that comparison trap where you just start comparing yourself to everyone around you on social media so yeah I think that's super important and cassie so you did um touch on hunger signals and honoring them how do you honor your hunger signals and how can we listen to our own
0: yeah so i guess let's break this down a bit more so let's talk about what physical hunger actually is yeah um so it's really a response to our body's need for nourishment okay so we start to feel our tummy rumbling um hunger usually increases gradually so it doesn't come on just at once it might start kind of you know really really low and then build up yeah Um, you can usually wait for food so you don't feel like you need something right now Um, it's something that you know you might be able to um, have the time to prepare a meal you know that you're hungry but It's not like a I need it now situation. And I guess it's a deliberate choice to eat. So you've got this awareness about our hunger and our body needing this energy or this fuel or this nourishment. Um, And then you also, you know, once you're done eating, there's that sense of satisfaction after eating, you know, that sense of fullness and you don't have guilt afterwards. Whereas, so that's the kind of natural physical hunger but we've got what I would call a psychological hunger, which is different. So that's when our hunger makes a really quick appearance. So it just, you know, it's really urgent. Um, We want a certain type of food and it might be a comfort food to us. Um, It's like, we need this food right now. You know, (laughs) there's a sense of urgency um, and almost like panic as well.
1: Yeah.
0: and it may be in response to an emotion, you know, maybe in response to feeling bored or being tired, or feeling stressed or being upset, or you know, um, all kinds of emotions. Um, I guess it's it's more of an impulsive choice, so it's a it's a quick choice that you make, and you probably eat quickly too, and you don't actually um, tune into what you're eating and how much you know it's more like this rapid kind of response and I guess the other thing is after eating you don't have that sense of satisfaction um you don't feel satisfied you still want more food and you feel start to feel really guilty about that so you know you might have um feelings of shame or even disgust for like how much you've eaten or what you've just eaten
1: yeah um
0: and you feel like you really need to be better the next time, you know, this automatic judgment kicks in. So that's, that's kind of the psychological hunger that goes with binge eating. So if we go back to our physical hunger, it's really tuning into, you know, when we, when we start to feel hungry gradually, and when our tummy is rumbling, and you know, we think that yes we're hungry and we want food but we don't need it right now that's our actual physical hunger so that's our body telling us oh you know give me something to eat soon but it's not in response to something does that make sense
1: yeah that makes yeah that I think well, that makes yeah. sense to me and yeah <laughs> yeah when you said like the psychological hunger I think that one um mm-hmm. I could really like relate to that because you know how you're saying everyone's an individual. There's also that point where if you're still hungry but you're comparing to like other people, that's also like really damaging because I remember when I was younger, especially like like young girls listening, they're still growing and stuff. And I would yeah. do, I used to do heaps of exercise and then feel ashamed because I was so hungry. And sometimes I'd even eat more than my dad. And that's Mm -hmm. basically what used to make me feel really guilty. But at the same time, I was just really hungry and I needed that food. So you just have to honour the signals, basically.
0: Yeah. Um, And like you said, acknowledge that we're all different. We're all going through different phases of our lives, you know, especially younger people, but also females. We've got a lot of changes happening in our body and to our body and a lot of hormonal changes too. Yeah. it's so normal, so normal to be um, actually feeling really hungry because we're growing, you know, and um, we actually need that nourishment. So I guess it's like shifting our view of food too, you know, it's to nourish us and to give us strength and energy. Um, if we're in that kind of diet cycle, we're thinking of food as like, calories and these are the nutrients that are in there and yeah, exactly. you know um I don't want to have too much and you know I have to eat these things but not these so it's kind of shifting our focus of how we even view food and you know and like you said listening to your own hunger levels because they're going to be different to your family to your friends you know um and then tuning in and I guess trusting your body that oh yeah, I do actually That's so feel true. hungry because if we don't have that trust within ourselves, you know, we're just going to override that and we're going to ignore it. We're going to ignore that hunger because we don't really trust ourselves. So the other thing is, you know, tuning into how you're feeling, but trusting what our body is telling us is actually really what's happening. You know, this is what's happening for us.
1: Yeah. And I also think, um, some girls may also come on here and they may not also have enough like maybe nutrients maybe in their meals and that could also I think I don't know you tell me that could also make a difference in the sense of feeling full if they're not actually having like enough variety in their meals maybe would that be a
0: factor and I guess that might come down to the fact that they might be doing a lot of that comfort eating and going for foods that aren't that nourishing, you know? Yeah. Uh, So it is important to kind of listen to what your body needs and what you feel like, you know, what your preferences are. But like you said, you know, eating a diverse range of foods from all the food groups, you know, and um, kind of like allowing yourself to have enough food too. And I guess that's when restriction comes into it, you're not gonna be doing that. So um yeah, eating from a diverse range of food groups, but also um letting yourself have what the amount of food your body really needs, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we kind of covered my next question, which was how to teleport hungry when you're hungry and when you are kind of just bored. Um, yeah, but yeah. what are some tips for someone who because we were touching on binge eating, but for someone who tends to overeat quite often, which could also I don't know if they're similar, but um what are some tips for someone who actually like overeats at most meals? Like mm-hmm. it could diverse- I guess
0: Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> go <laughs> I guess um so I love kind of preaching about mindful eating.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. let's
0: start there. But it's really tuning into um, how you're feeling before you eat. So recognising whether you're hungry, how hungry you are, whether you're not hungry and responding to that. Um, so, you know, if you are hungry, then definitely it's time to eat food and, um, and I guess in terms of the other aspects of mindful eating so remove distractions so don't be on your phone don't have the tv playing in the background you know or don't be working on your computer like allow yourself that time that I'm going to eat without distractions and engage all of your senses so you know how does the food taste how does it feel in your mouth how does it smell you know what does it look like how does it sound when you chew it um and i guess when you're tuning in properly you're also going to tune into how you're feeling during eating and when you're starting to feel full and satisfied so it is really about that mindful eating and slowing down so a lot of people tend to eat quite fast oh yeah so tell me about it yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and look it, it can sometimes we've got time restraints and you know or we just might be naturally a fast eater but um if we're overeating then this can be a really good strategy to slow down you know how much the the time of the meal and then we're going to feel fuller quicker it takes about 20 minutes from when we start eating for our um tummy to really say to our brain oh we've got food in here now we're full you know? So yeah. if you're eating in less than 20 minutes, which can be very common for people. Oh. Um, if they, <laughs> that's me. I normally yeah. eat under
1: 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. God.
0: Like let's say yeah. five minutes the food's gone and you're still hungry, but you've had, you know, quite a decent portion. That's probably because you haven't allowed yourself enough time to eat. Yeah, And so really slowing down that process and removing distractions. So you actually being aware of what you're eating you know let your body have the time to go oh I'm eating now you know if we're really distracted and we're multitasking and we're doing all these other things then sometimes we kind of don't even realize what we've just eaten you know yeah like
1: I do that a lot I think I need to start focusing on um you know stop watching YouTube whilst eating breakfast (laughs) or because that's what I normally do but I've actually found with the With the nice weather outside, I've been eating outside and obviously you can't really, I don't know, I find it hard to watch stuff in the sun. So I've just had no distractions whilst eating outside. And I think that's also a good way to, you know, get rid of all the distractions because you're outside and don't have anything basically there to distract you. And also also like maybe eating with your family because I know some people don't eat with their family but yeah um, yeah when I eat with my family I obviously eat like slower because we're having conversations but
0: exactly yeah. you're talking in between it's a social setting you know it's more about sharing food rather than I I really need to eat this meal yeah you know which is it's a completely different kind of way of eating isn't it
1: yeah and then like with obviously coming back to comparison I realized that sometimes my family can eat Quite fast and I tend to make myself eat faster but you kind of have to tell yourself there's enough food there you don't have to rush like if they eat faster let them eat faster but take the time yourself to actually kind of eat slow and don't feel bad if you're slower than maybe your friends or your family whilst eating because it's exactly normal and yeah you're probably doing better eating slower than the rest of them.
0: Exactly right. And, you know, I guess that comes back to um that comparison to others, you know. So we do really need to stop comparing ourselves to others. And I would even like I guess when it comes to um ways of eating and let's say dieting, you know, usually we start off wanting to do that because we want to change our body. So I would even say, you know, in terms of even before you you start wanting to change the way that you eat or doing any of the things that we spoke about today um you know really stop comparing yourself to others and like having start accepting your body for its shape you know um yeah how small or big you are you know it's just a really individual um it's just you it's the way that you know you're made up and I guess, looking at, um, you might hear, you know, people compliment others on their body shape, you know, or, you know, certain um, ways that they look. So I guess, you know, taking, taking that out of it and starting to think about like the other amazing things about yourself that are your strengths yeah, that exactly. have nothing to do with your body. It's got nothing to do with beauty, you know, like everyone has such, you know, amazing, unique qualities. And I think we need to start, you know, to really stop saying, oh, you look great. You've lost weight. Like, you know, you're so skinny and that is- and all those different things. And that, cause that can really feed these thoughts that we have around food and you know and so I guess that's a really important part and probably the first thing I would do before I even started to change um you know my eating oh yeah
1: exactly (laughs) like I completely agree with that because I mean when you think about it if we all looked the same and all had the same bodies like it would be so boring and I guess trends always change and I feel like body shapes always change when it comes to trends so you just have to realize that your body is beautiful no matter what because say in two years or five years time some people might like your body type way more than the trending body type at the moment like it really changed a lot and yeah you want to you want to focus on like an eating habit that you can stick to for your whole entire life not a body type that you want to stick to your whole entire life, if that makes sense. Exactly. Because that's yeah. always going to change. Whereas your hunger, yes, it might change as you grow older, but it won't change massively. You always still have, you always have to honour your own hunger signals. Whereas, yeah. Exactly.
0: And also it's okay if our hunger changes, you know. yeah. Like, um, I guess also thinking about, you know, for girls and for women, you know, when it's that time of the month, it's normal to be more hungry. And yes. to yeah. need more food because our body's actually burning more energy naturally from all the processes that it's doing, you know, to have our periods. So, uh, like, I guess being flexible that, yeah, we're going to feel, you know, different levels of hunger at different times, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, and our body shape's going to change over time too, and that's okay, you know. And I guess it's um, kind of, shifting our mindset isn't it
1: yeah you you said that beautifully like everything that you say I completely agree with and more girls really need to listen to more people say that because it's so true and yeah I just I couldn't agree more with what you said
0: yeah yeah and I guess like if some of the things that we've spoken about today have um, maybe been a trigger for people out there it's so important to get support you know and yeah. like we said before just to start that conversation and um you know and and then to get that support to work through some of the maybe underlying issues that are there that are causing you to eat this way and to binge eat um yeah. you know someone to really have your back and to guide you through the process um but yeah the first the first part's really talking about it isn't it yeah exactly
1: and even yes, if you go to like a dietitian or GP, it may cost money. But when you think about it, the money you put in is basically going to change your whole entire life. So well, maybe not your whole entire life, but it will change a lot and it will help you for the better. So I think it's super important. And also following some like helpful dietitians that give good feedback, just like Cassie, she's got Instagram. I'll put it in the show night show notes. But yeah, finding dietitians maybe on Instagram that actually promote real like information backed up by facts, that would also really help you if you're comparing yourself to maybe influencers that don't really promote the best diet and lifestyle. So I think that's also important to, you know, see a professional and follow professionals on Instagram and the platforms we have access to.
0: Yeah, definitely, you know, and there might be some people that you resonate a bit more with and that's okay, you know, so have a look at what's out there. And I guess in terms of, you know, if you wanted to see a dietitian, you get Medicare um, sessions through Medicare as well. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, if let's say you are experiencing binge eating and, you know, because that is a disordered eating pattern. Um, you can get, um, I think it's up to 10 sessions with a dietitian. And then, um, you know, so if you go to a dietitian that doesn't charge a gap fee, then you basically don't have to pay anything because Medicare covers the whole cost. So sometimes there isn't even a cost involved, you know. Sometimes the hardest thing is actually reaching out, I guess, for that support. So I didn't um, even know that.
1: So thank you for bringing that up. Like
0: that's okay. I think that <laughs> will good help. To a
1: lot know, of girls. yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, and like any of those kind of helplines, Butterfly, um, the Butterfly Foundation. Yeah. Or there's also Lifeline. You know, if you're feeling really triggered and like you want to chat to someone about how you're feeling, I think Lifeline's twenty four seven. So that's yeah. also really good and so accessible because you can just ring them on your phone. Doesn't matter where you are. You know. Yeah. Um, You can have a really private chat and, you know, you don't need to see the person on the other side or anything. You can just... And also if
1: you have, like, um, a school counsellor or something, even though that's more confronting, they're always there for free, I guess. And, yeah, Yeah, I think it's important to have those ones that you mentioned because for people who suck at opening up, probably like me, it would be a really good resource to have.
0: Yeah. Well, it's such a scary process, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it's really when we're talking about these things, you know, food is so much more than just uh, the nutrition that it provides, you know, where there's so many emotions attached to food. And um, I guess, you know, it can be really scary to start conversations about our eating um, patterns, especially if we feel like we're stuck in one of these cycles where we we are binge eating. But, you know, I guess like you you said before too, Tiana, that um, when you kind of, you know, realised that your eating pattern during the day like differed at night, it was when you actually recognised that you were able to kind of change things and, you know, move towards a more positive eating pattern and, um, you know, get the support that you needed. So the first thing is really, all about that awareness isn't it and recognizing that there might be something going on here exactly yeah and accepting it because it's so
1: normal and you shouldn't feel bad about it happening to you because I think it's nothing to feel ashamed about because yeah like you said it's especially with social media and everything it's completely I think it's kind of normal now for people to have these type of thoughts which is not good but we shouldn't feel ashamed because yeah we're obviously comparing ourselves and you know a lot more nowadays.
0: Yeah and it, it is so common and like 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 I said before at the start um, of this podcast, you know I'm a dietitian and I've still gone through my own personal experience with emotional eating, binge eating um, because at the end of the day I'm still human and yeah. even though you know when when I studied dietetics, I kind of learned all the tools, um, you know, to to change um, eating patterns, to be healthier sometimes because food is really related to emotions and different things happen, you know, in your life. And um, there are a lot of things that are out of your control. Um, You might find yourself in a place where you are eating this way. And it's, okay you know and it's so common and take it from me you know I'm a dietitian and I've been there so um I I wouldn't look at it like you know that you've failed or anything like that it's just something that you know you you were going through at the time but there's definitely hope and you know there's ways that um you can kind of change for the better and you will feel so much better about yourself too you know when you kind of break out of this binge eating cycle, um, because like we said, there's so many negative emotions, you know, linked to it. So once you actually break free, which is kind of <laughs> a bit cringe of a saying, but once you break free, um, you're actually going to feel so much better about yourself. And yeah, you know, I've I've even noticed like my confidence levels have changed, you know, and um, I think it's so important that especially you know you Tiana that you've got this really powerful kind of strong voice to your audience of kind of um younger girls and women and you're kind of using this space to like bring awareness to this topic so um you've definitely found your voice really early and I think that's something that I'm just just working through now so (laughs) Um, you know, everyone kind of goes through it at, at a different pace. Exactly, but yeah. Yeah, and it, it's totally okay, you know.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay, so I just came up with this then, but at the yeah. end of every episode for now, I want to do something which I did do last episode, but I thought I would, you know, bring it on and keep doing this, where we yeah. challenge the listeners to do something that may scare them, but like put a little challenge, like last time I said, if you're scared of like eating chocolate go have like a piece tonight and like challenge that fear food so if you have anything you want to challenge the listeners with you can let them know um I was just thinking of my one I was going to say I'll use mine as an example um yeah what was my one (laughs) I fully had one yeah I (laughs) thought of one and then I completely forgot oh wait um oh my gosh I've completely forgot of it (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> have you thought of it? <laughs> um okay let me think on the spot on the spot um okay so if there was one challenge um uh, to do this week um I would say any foods that you're fearful of um you might have you know thought of them as bad foods before or unhealthy foods or you know that they might um make you gain weight or any of those kind of negative thoughts that you've had about those foods, um, pick one of those foods that you're kind of fearful of and um, include them in your eating pattern this week. And when you're including them, make sure that there's no judgment about you eating that food and that you eat it really mindfully. So remember, remove distractions and tune in to eating it um, And see how you go. Do you actually eat less of the food because you're really tuned into your eating experience? Um, See, you know, what things come up for you. That would be a really interesting little challenge to do this week.
1: Yeah, that's good. I just remembered mine as well. Um, If you have listened to this episode and you feel like you are struggling to open up or you're just starting to notice that you might have something that is like you might struggle from binge eating or something to do with that, please go see help. Or like we said, there's a bunch of resources that Cassie did mention at the beginning, or even if you have a school counsellor or your mum or someone in your family that you can open up to, please go open up to them this week because it is a very scary thing. But sometimes you just need a little push and if you do it trust me you'll feel so much better afterwards so yeah
0: definitely and can I even just extend that feel free to reach out to us you know yeah, exactly. I can only speak to myself, but I know you too Tiana that we're so approachable and you know reach out um we can have a chat and it, you know um we're definitely here to support you too
1: yeah exactly that that's
0: that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I just finished off your sentence.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. It's been great talking to you, Cassie. Like I think lots of people would have learned heaps from you. Um, like I said, I will link Cassie's like Instagram and like any other details in the show notes and I'll probably put it on my story as well. So make sure you follow me on my Instagram and my TikTok, Scafty Bites, and I will be you know, posting a lot more and interviewing a lot more people on this podcast. So I hope you guys all enjoyed that. It is yeah.
0: Thanks for having me, Tiana. And um, it's been lovely to chat and to kind of bring awareness to some of these things. So um, yeah, I hope this helps to kickstart some of those conversations and keep them going.
1: Yeah, that's great. Thank you, Cassie. Thank you. Bye.